So you're really my grandson, huh? Well, it's not quite that simple. See, I got frozen, and your son, Professor Farnsworth, is my great-great-great-great-great-great... Uh. Yep, I'm your grandson, all right. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 10, Near Death Wish. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the 26th Monthly Podcast Awards! Yay! What a wonderful occasion for everyone. And, and this week, or this month... The Back to the Futurama crew is hosting. Yay! They couldn't get Billy Crystal for they this one, huh? They certainly could not. <laughs> it's a monthly award show for podcasts. What else is Billy Crystal up to to these days? Like that I'm pretty he, sure It's not about what he's what he's got going on. It's about the level, the level of celebrity they can get. <laughs> and so uh we're less lower we're lower than billy crystal on that i know that's it comes as a shock pen but yes we are lower than billy crystal who's been in movies okay so um as a couple of dorks that work in it <laughs> i'll stop talking about billy crystal now <laughs> let's get back to this no, word this show. is a, this is a fantastic bit let's compare ourselves more to billy crystal <laughs> uh well for one uh i was not in the princess bride mm-hmm fair uh, for two, I was not in City Slickers. Um, now I was in City Slickers, but they but, really downplayed my part. Yes, they very much did. I always found that was, uh, you know, I've watched it back a couple times, and I I've watched some of the deleted scenes that you were in, and I thought you stole the scene. And I think I think what what you had there is Billy Crystal making sure that you were cut out of the movie. I think he recognized the star that you are, and is like, we can't have that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, is he not in City Slickers? <laughs> he is. I just want oh, to double check. <laughs> there were like the moment I left leapt onto that joke. I'm like, oh, oh no, I've done a bad. I, I double checked. He's, you're good. Keep oh, going. Phew. Keep going with his bit. Uh, yes, and um, yeah, I I I really think that uh, Billy Crystal has it out for you because you were very good in City Slickers, the movie that Billy Crystal was definitely in. I think really the thing that uh, really hampered that performance from me is I just refused to wear clothes the whole time, and they kind of had to edit around that. You know, I thought it was a strong choice for your character. I, you see, I, I know I'm just kind of like saying you were making the right choices, and I think, but I think you were. I really do. But Billy Crystal's the one who always hosts these award shows, and somehow we, we they call him before they call us. So maybe I just, maybe I, I uh screwed the pooch on this one so Mm -hmm. to speak i don't like the idea of you saying screw the pooch and referencing a film uh debut that you were fully naked for but you know but but that's why we're here at the awards i'm doing a whole lot of hand gestures that no one but ben can see and he doesn't seem that enthused selling the bet so what, so what are we doing at this award show here, Mike? We are here to celebrate the this month in podcasts, the greatest, the best, and some of the not best. That explains us. That so. explains why we're here. 
Hold for applause. Hold for laughter. Hold for applause. Let's talk about some awards, shall we? Let's do, please. First, the best award for rewatching a Fox uh, animated comedy uh, that was canceled a while ago. Okay. We've got Back to the Futurama. We've got the PJ Minute. (laughs) We have American Dad. It's back again. And we've got... I don't have another one because I don't, I can't think of any shows that Fox has canceled that is animated. I mean, um, see, if you didn't go with the, with animated, you could have gone with Greg the Bunny. Remember Greg the Bunny? There was a bunny and Seth Green was there. Let's say Greg the Bunny's in there because it's adjacent. It, puppets the, are basically the, animated. The, the Greg Bunny cast. And let me open the award. It goes to Back to the Future Rama. We beat the Greg Bunny cast. I know it's a shock. <laughs> um, I so here to accept the award for Back to the Future Rama are Mike and Ben from Back to the Future Rama. Uh, wow, what an honor! And um, they play a nice version of our mm-hmm. music. I can't believe that we beat Greg the Bunny cast. A, a great podcast about Greg the Bunny, and um, you know PJ Minute. Um, mm-hmm. but just, I'm, I'm, I'm astounded. It, it, it's really a testament. Uh, thank you all. It's really a testament to the hard work that we really put into this podcast one day out of the week. And, you know, it's really just wonderful that y'all have, have recognized our art. Plus it's really easy to win your own award show. So, uh, well, I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I just want to thank the uh, Academy of, uh, podcasting arts for, th- uh, giving us this award on a monthly basis on this this month it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. we've won every single time which is pretty great Mm -hmm. um we've got some strong challengers though but you know we've been able to hold them off for 26 uh months uh uh-huh now or whatever amount of months that we've been doing this stupid thing um, most of the time the the award pod it's surprising we keep winning but they didn't want us to host it it's weird do you think billy crystal hosts the greg the bunny podcast (laughs) See, that's why it's such a big upset. Billy Crystal hosts the Greg the Bunny podcast, and uh, we keep beating him, and that's why he doesn't like us. Another reason, including your nakedness on the City Slickers movie. I would I would totally listen to a Billy Crystal podcast about Greg the Bunny. <laughs> Are you kidding? That would be like one of the best things ever. It would be so stupid and inane, and it would be great. It would be the best train wreck I ever listened to. It would be... This phenomenal. Now, now, see, you're leading me directly into the next category: train wreck of the month. And let's be honest: there's four podcasts of Back to the Future Alma in this category, <laughs> including this one. Somehow, um, I, just, I just, I can't stop thinking about Billy Crystal hosting a Greg the Bunny podcast. I mean, we your can. Bit, ju- your bit's great. Don't don't get me wrong. No, it's but okay. your bit ends here yeah, because yeah. I cannot focus on anything that's not Billy Crystal talking about Seth Green talking to puppets no, who make sex jokes. I totally get it. Like the the award show free ray has gone off, and everybody has to get off onto this off ramp onto the the Greg the Bunny podcast uh, breezeway. I get it. Oh my god! Okay, so anyways, um, let's. Are you by chance looking for a Greg the Bunny podcast to go subscribe to? Uh, first of all, shut up. <laughs> Second, um, we gotta know the competition in the podcast awards. That I definitely did not make up just now. Second, we should do anything. Probably else? do. <laughs> 
the um should probably do the actual podcast that we're here to do instead we're of talking about winnings. Greg the Bunt. Okay, whatever. Um, um, what? No, you just said we're award winners, and I had a very strong reaction to that. I don't. <laughs> do you remember the bit that I did? I don't think that there is a single Greg the Bunny podcast. So. That's our next podcast. We've only got one season of it, so it'll be nice and yeah, easy. Yeah, it's a nice breeze between now and what we do next. Uh, okay, th- let's... Th- think of our uh, end-of-season interludes, but on steroids this time. Let's talk about Near Death Wish. Uh, we start at Theater in the Ground uh, at the Clippy Awards. It's the awards for the, the, the Delivery Boys. It's good for them to have awards just like we have podcast awards. It's very important to have your work um, recognized, recognized seen, by yeah. the Academy. They are honoring Delivery Boys, and mm-hmm. they are talking about the uh, awarding it for the best new Delivery Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight is uh, is nominated, mm-hmm. but he loses out uh, against Johnny Jensen, mm-hmm. uh, who first of all uh, sounds a lot like Jetson. Sure, I don't know if that was intentional, but I didn't realize it till I said it out loud. Second. He works for like a cat delivery, like he he delivers cats or sure. something. He's wearing a cat hat, and the name of the business is like cats to your home or something weird like that. I see no problems with this. No, it'd be pretty great. I I know some people who'd love to just get cats like mm-hmm. at their door. Like it, if I, if I could get a cat uh, monthly subscription, I'd think about it. Mm-hmm. Not about cat stuff, but cats, literal cats, not mailed, of course, but like uh, uh, humanely couriered through the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then you could be a crazy cat guy. Oh, yeah. Just just fill my whole house with cats. I'm sure your wife and your dog would love that. My dog might actually. <laughs> he wants to play with somebody. He just wants to play with somebody. Dwight doesn't win. But his parents are still like, mm-hmm. it's okay. We still love you. We couldn't love you anymore, except maybe if you had won. And the winner's parents, Johnny Jepson, Jepson, Jep, 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 Jensen, Carly Rae Jepson is are there and supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice that Carly Rae Jepson's son finally did something with his life, like delivers cats. Mm. Yeah, um, exactly. And Fry it definitely s- gives me emotion. Fry says that. Um, you know, at least your parents showed up. The professor didn't show up at all. And there's this empty table. There's this empty chair directly next to Fry mm-hmm. with the, the name tag and everything. It's very clear he was expecting the professor to show up in this big moment. Yeah. Uh, now, now, though, we have to do the in memoriam segment uh, of the delivery boys that gave their lives in the path of duty. It's basically three delivery boys that got hit by a train or a bus or got eaten by a lion. But I really love the line. They're on the truck to heaven now. It it's a little dark, very like, dark, because it's just it shows the gruesome like scenes where they got hit by stuff. Like it's not like the Oscars that just shows a, a classy headshot, right? It's not like this is them in their element doing the work. This is like this is the crime scene. the The coroners are there, and like uh, a zookeeper is is pulling bits out of uh-huh. a lion's mouth. Yeah, it gets like. It's, it's even a little dark for me. I'll it, be honest. It went from zero to dark and back. And then uh, next up is the award for best delivery boy for phone book. 
Uh, some, something uh, newspaper, else. Newspaper, phone book, and mis- miscellaneous. And Fry's in miscellaneous. So the four uh, nominees are Fry and then the three delivery boys that it were killed. It does make me wonder what the, the one who got eaten by a lion uh, was delivering. Because, I mean, it could be in that miscellaneous category. But I'm like... It is, feels miscellaneous to me. Is the lion subscribed to the New York Times? The new New York Times? Here's a thought. Mm-hmm. Cat fancy. I thought you were going to be like, nah, he's more of a Washington Post kind of guy. <laughs> but okay. Okay. That, yeah, that makes more sense. It's, it's, mm-hmm. he's, not a, he's not a hard news lion. He wants a little bit of that kind of like nice relaxing day. After his long day of being a lion in a zoo, he wants to relax, sit down, have a nice cup of tea, and uh, just kind of like, yeah, that is, those are cool, fancy cats. That that seems like his kind of thing, and mm-hmm. then delivery and then boy shows up and it's just boy. yeah, it's murder time. You got to have a nice cool down, yeah. from that murder time, and that's what Cat Fancy's there for. So, uh, Fry wins it against these three dead delivery boys. So you know he's got that going for him. Uh, he starts giving a prepared speech thanking Bender, but most definitely the professor which he definitely points to and isn't there and has a spotlight shown on it and everything. It's his whole speech about how family is always there for you to a empty chair. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Forget this is not the worth the, the napkin I wrote this on. And he tosses it and then he storms out. And I would just like to point out that I, I don't think it was really obvious until he storms out, but he's definitely wearing some formal shorts. I didn't catch the formal oh, yeah. shorts. He is absolutely rocking some formal shorts on the lower half of that tuxedo. I, I did not catch that, and that's terrific. I did catch, however, that he yells back, the the food sucks. The fish sticks were limp. That's not my... I don't want a limp <laughs> fish stick. No, it's... It is hard to say. Uh-huh. I, I, I keep thinking of the South Park joke, and I'm oh, not yeah. trying to make it. 100%. That episode of South Park has ruined fish sticks for me for all time. Yeah, I... Uh, At least saying the word fish stick. Yeah. Uh, sticks of fish. Nope, that doesn't help. Uh, rods of fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Fish sh- rod. Fish rod, yeah. Hey, what's for dinner tonight? Fish rods. <laughs> did, you get to, did you eat all your fish rods? <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Bertram, did you eat your fish rod? Uh, I don't know what character I created, but I love her. Okay. The uh, fish rod. Bertram. I don't. I don't. She doesn't even have a name. The wife of Bertram. Okay. Bethany. Okay. Bertram and Bethany. Uh, that's a wonderful couple. Always, Always eating their fish, about rods. fish rods. Got it. So. Yeah. They're known colloquially in the area as the fish rod couple. I would oh, like, there's the there's the couple that loves those fish rods. How wonderful are they? I would like to point out a couple episodes like ah, Ben just won't stop saying penis. And meanwhile, you're just like, I'm going to say fish rods as much as humanly possible. I'm going to put fish rods <laughs> in everything. They're a delicious food and they should be stiff <laughs> and firm and flaky and delicious and breaded. And yeah. Okay. Uh, so back at Planet Express... <laughs> They're all admiring his Clippy Award. It has um, a good heft to it. Mm-hmm. Which it's a little like golden clipboard, 
which before I actually saw it, I was thinking Clippy, like the Microsoft yeah. Office guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been a it would have been a funnier joke for people that had to use Word. And they are admiring it, and Bender's like, "Man, you could really bash a skull in with this thing." And Scruffy's just like, "Yeah, I know, right?" <laughs> it it it's not often you see Scruffy excited about anything. It's except for zero G jugs. He doesn't even look very excited for that. That's, that's just fair. another day to him. That's true. But an award you could bash someone's skull in with, that's scruffy territory. There you go. Uh, the professor comes in and says, look, I know, you, I know you had this special thing, but I had a good reason. I came down with a case of who gives a crap? Yeah, not and a great... And then laughs and walks away. Not a great thing to say to a loved one or family member or even friend or even human being. <laughs> yeah, acquaintances is probably not great. Um, Fry's like, man... The professor sucks. I wish I had more living relatives. And we all just forget about Qbert. But that's fair. I mean, if your options are to be sad and alone or hang out with Qbert, which option do you go with? Because I'm picking sad and alone. You know, you make a g- good argument. And I, I would also <laughs> pick sad and alone. Think of all the things that you could do while sad and alone okay. that you couldn't do with the professor's stupid clone right there being a jerk to you. Really anything, because he's going to be a jerk about whatever you exactly. do. Because, like, he won't let me eat my fish rods in peace. <laughs> right, he's definitely going to be making fun of you for eating those fish rods. But they're so good with tartar sauce. And you couldn't like watch stuff on Netflix, because he'd be like, oh, the plot of this is so dumb. Or that's not how science works. Yeah, you're watching the first episode of the first season of Stranger Things, and then he spoils the third season. Exactly. Ugh. Right? Cubert um, does not believe in being spoiler-free. Yeah, he's like, you want to know what happened in the latest Marvel movie? Like, no! Cubert, uh-huh. stop it! He's He'd be like, I downloaded the spoilers from the movie that isn't even out yet, and I'm going to tell you about it right now. Yeah, yeah. He's not even going to let you watch it. Right. Like pre-CG, pre like everybody's in their motion capture suits. No, he's going to tell you about it. Exactly. I don't know how he got that. Because it's his life it's his life's mission to ruin the things you love. He he's a troll but not a fun one. Boy, we sure went off on Cubert despite the fact he's not even in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I just offhandedly mentioned him. Zoidberg at this point's like, well, what about the professor's parents? They're still alive. They exhibit signs of life. Mm-hmm. Like hair growing and uh, fluids pumping. Boy, howdy. When I think about my body, I think, man, there's a lot of fluids pumping in there. Fantastic. <laughs> I have no follow-up. Nor do I. <laughs> so... <laughs> But they do live in a virtual retirement home on the near Death Star. And Fry's like, oh, I've been there. We should boldly go where we've been before. This season all of a sudden became hardcore about callbacks. Oh, yes. Because it's very much so. We had, what, a couple of episodes ago, we had um, the the one where it's just like all the different callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? No, I, I love I, the fact that we're like, it had a lot of callbacks. I can't, I, I can't, can't call back to call it. Back. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> what was that episode? Was that uh, free will hunting? Yeah. Where basically right. Bender did the th- like, because right. Cause that was he, last goes, week. he goes to college. 
Yeah, he goes to college. He joins a gang. Uh huh. He does like all the different. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's callback central with the mafia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go to the near Death Star, and we find out right off the bat visitors are prohibited. He's like, does that apply to Clippy winners? And then the the security guard gate guard is kind of one in the same. Yeah. He's like. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Please go right ahead. And like, that's Philip J. Fry. I love that. In the theater that they're in looks like a like a a small little stand up stage in the middle of uh, underground, and everybody knows Phil, Philip J. Fry. Hey, you know what? You start winning awards, people notice. Why do you think we award ourselves an award every month? It's true. Because well, eventually, well, I, the academy the academy has other people than just you and me, Ben eventually your girlfriend and my wife Uh uh-huh um i mean it's often a two two split decision and we just kind of give it to ourselves uh uh-huh uh well because sarah only listens to buffering the vampire slayer sure um which which we colloquially colloquially call the only podcast she listens to Mm -hmm. like she's like i was listening to the only podcast i listened to is that short (laughs) no not at all um that's terrific. And I'm sure Stacy would, instead of voting, just get up and walk out of the room. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming is a vote for something other than the one that we do. For literally any <laughs> not podcast. Yeah. It's like, we've got two votes for Back to the Futurama, one vote for the only podcast I listen to, and one vote for, can I go home now? Uh-huh. That's and uh, so not by, a vote. So and by also, default, we, are we win. That's true. Haha. The opposition has split their vote. <laughs> so we provide a united front, Ben, and we will win these awards. So, anyways, at some point, we will be noticed for all these awards we're winning from this prestigious Academy of Four. I mean, I'll tell you this uh, our uh, Patreon budget of buying uh, trophies is uh, <laughs> through the roof. So they go looking for the professor's parents, Ned, and uh, I wrote down Velma, but I think. I had Velma too. I, I swear through the whole episode, uh, Ned keeps calling her Thelma. I mm. but I'm pretty sure it's Velma because I looked it up with on a, with a V as on in, the Infosphere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's with a V. Yeah. Okay. So they take this uh, hover vehicle mm-hmm. out to 423 Shady Brook Lane. Uh, Leela, in one of the very few lines she's got this episode, says, Oh, I love your confidence, and you're taking charge on this trip. It's a turn on. And Fry's like, Not now, Leela. I'm trying to meet old people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they go off to find these old people, <laughs> which uh, they managed to do, but not until after a very long-winded rant about how in the movie <laughs> The Matrix, the 1999 hit film the matrix about how because just like in that film it's where they got the idea in sure. fact people are hooked up to collect their heat <laughs> as an energy source and then both fry and bender are both like yeah but that that wouldn't work because of this reason and that reason like it would take more energy to put into the person than it would to get any sort of energy out and isn't anything better than a person as a battery like a potato or a battery and then Leela's like, yeah, of all the weird ideas, this one is the one that worked. And they're just like, oh, cool. Yeah. She says, it seemed like the single crummiest, laziest, laziest, most awful, dim-witted idea in the entire history of science fiction. But it turned out to be true. And then, like, Bender says, 
Good job, writers of The Matrix. <laughs> it's like, it's almost <laughs> like the creators are like, all right, let's, I, I've heard this, this rant about The Matrix for five years. We're putting it in an episode, dang it. I mean, they're not wrong. That really would not be an effective, uh, effective way to power machines. But what do I know? I didn't write the Matrix, yeah. and I don't live in the year thirty twelve. I, I will so. say, writers putting a rant in like this is like uh, uh, some podcasters ranting about a bank for for you know fifteen minutes. I said a bank, <laughs> and I didn't say which podcasters. Um, if you want to listen to that, it's our Patreon exclusive. <laughs> It does remind me about there's a there's one moment in Thirty Rock okay. where she is complaining about what like total nerds she works with. Okay, and then it cuts to um, Twofer complaining about how in the Harry Potter universe, if the if in the game of Quidditch, if the snitch is worth 150 points, why does the rest of the game even matter? <laughs> And I'm like, it's true. Uh-huh. Tell me more, Twofer. Let's have this conversation. It, it's like if if on the basketball court, you had a sixth person just walking around and being like, nope, I grabbed somebody's glasses. I win now. <laughs> uh, please don't at us about Harry Potter. Um, yes. We, no. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't. No. Although I will, I will come for J.K. Rowling's on the, her poor understanding of how sports should work. And also, apparently, you were gay the whole time. Dang it, JK! <laughs> this is going to change. Uh, you know, I've I've got to clear my calendar uh-huh. now. No, she just she just told me it's been retconned. Uh, you were gay the whole time. Yeah, it's it's I've I've I I there's nothing wrong with it. I just I have to uh, clear my calendar now. Uh huh. It's you know it's it's going to be a whole different thing now thanks jk rowling for letting us know yeah but now mikey can you know go and live his his true <laughs> yes be his true self yes it's it's true um and i why i'm saying i'm gonna clear my calendar is i have to i have to really think through some things there are all those straight things on your calendar yes gotta get them out of here <laughs> uh-huh straight sleep no I feel like this bit got went weird places. I'm just, I'm just weirded out at the idea of opening someone's <laughs> Google Calendar and literally everything is like straight. Go to the store. I think you mean go straight to the store. No, 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 no. I mean go to the straight store. Go to the store straightly. <laughs> Purchase some shorts straightly. Uh huh. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, J.K. Rowling, for being awful. Um, a, a problematic fave, to be sure. So, as are we, I think. Yeah, maybe after that. So, <laughs> they find the old people. Um, Leela rings the bell, and it plays the that uh, orchestral uh, song from 2001: Space mm-hmm. Odyssey. I always forget the name of because it's like German or something. Oh yeah, it was up in the the captions like Ned Usta Austra or something. Yeah, I couldn't tell you, but um, it uh, yeah. plays that and the door opens 
and they see they find these old people lying there yeah fry calls them gram gram and shabadoo i do love shabadoo but i also i did end up googling it because i needed to like i i I, that was the one thing out of the episode i could remember while i needed to and it is the stage name of adolfo quinones a break dancer who was in breakin okay like a real person is named has a stage name of shabadoo i was kind of wondering where he pulled that from i think probably there so okay but it makes sense because fry is also a breaker it's true canonically he is break dance he's canonically a break dancer that is a fact so that's probably where he did does not change the fact that i do want to be called shabadoo okay well we'll talk jk rowling just told me you were shabadoo the whole time i'm okay with that she's just she's making a lot of retcons here this this one this one jk this one jk i accept because you know i know my truth and my truth is shabadoo it would be phenomenal if she could retcon it so we were good podcasters the whole time. Oh, that's not our truth, and you know that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Fry's like, too bad we can't visit them in their virtual world. Uh, Bender pulls out some uh, uh, adapter caps and just say and says, just moisten your heads and put these adapter caps on. Mm-hmm. And he plugs in a USB cable, mm-hmm. um, which... Uh, not even USB-C. No, called, shot, and missed on uh, still mm-hmm. using USB-A in, tw- in 3012. We don't know for sure. We're not there yet. I mean, with Unless so many... JK has, has, wants to weigh in on it. Uh, it was a, a USB-C the whole time. Exactly. J- JK Rowling said USB-A actually was four times faster than USB-C the whole time. Boy, it must be nice to be able to just retcon everything. <laughs> So, uh, can we retcon this and say we never did it? <laughs> uh, that's what editing is, my dude. <laughs> okay, you you hurt me with that one. It was good. Bender says, uh, "By the way, don't worry. This is fine. It's it's safe. It's forty percent safe." Yeah, Leela's like, uh, mm. uh, and then he turns it on, and they kind of get electrocuted a lot. Yeah, and then there's sort of a matrix sequence where they're like flying through all the matrix code, and then a, a moment where like they freeze frame it and then spin around like it's a matrix action shot, and then Fry and Leela both land like face first onto the uh, a chair, and Bender just lands right in it mm-hmm. and just relaxes back, and he's like, "See, I told you it was safe." Yeah, uh, Bender's done this before. Now I want to argue that he said it's thirty. Th- uh, it's a uh, now, I want to argue that Bender said it's 40% safe, but if two out of three people in this got hurt, it's really only 33.3% repeating uh, I, safe. I wonder if it's 40% safe because the limit, the more people you add, it'll it'll get to 40%. Okay. So, it only was two out of three because it's a small sample size. Exactly. Okay. Yes. It's the statistics of the thing. Okay. Well, there's only one way to know, and that's to get more people to use these adapter caps jack into the old person matrix i i've never wanted to do anything less than (laughs) jack into the old person matrix (laughs) that sounds terrible so they're at an old virtual old folks home um leela describes it as there's only one word for it terrible and also horrible they find the address of ned and velma and they knock and Ned thinks it's a sham. And then Bender is like, he comes up to, with some like 
Uh, reverse mortgages. Everybody come get your uh-huh. reverse mortgages. Like an actual scam. Mm-hmm. And then Ned's just like, oh, come on in. Yeah, Let's talk about that. It's pretty funny. Fry goes in there and tries to tell them the actual relation of the great, 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 great. Um, and they're like, what? And it's like, yeah, I'm your grandson. I mean, it's just easier that yeah, way. Yeah, it's a smart move. Velma makes a virtual ham casserole. She doesn't really cook a whole lot ever since they moved out of reality. You know, it's... If I lived in a virtual world, I would just order pizza all the time mm-hmm. because you hit a button and then boom, there's pizza. This is ass- assuming that the virtual world works in that way. Any virtual world that doesn't work that way is a virtual world I don't want to be a part of. That is a solid counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Because like I've played The Sims, right? And it's a virtual world. And I've watched them burn the entire freaking house down trying to make Pop-Tarts. Yeah. So I don't think you were watching The Sims. I think you you have a camera in my house, but either one. I mean, you know, life imitates art. <laughs> so <laughs> And Fry it Fry's getting real chummy with them. Oh yeah. There's there's a little bit of a, a cut to later. Um and Fry is finishing up telling a story about how he got this scar above his eye and also this fork in my lung. That one seems like a major problem. A little bit, especially because you can see the outline of the fork. Yeah, and there's no indication of, of like, ribs. I mean, I have to figure that story involved uh, getting some of those ribs just, like, removed or broken or mm-hmm. something. We that, only, we only that got... Way, that way the lung can hang over the ribs. Right. We only got the end of that anecdote. We don't know how the fork got there. That's true. I it's imagine... It's all just terrifying. I imagine that Graham Graham and Shabadoo mm-hmm. got the whole thing. They, I hope so. Well, if, if you know, unless they were like kind of in and out, because I mean, really, Fry's telling a story. I, I mean, Leela and Bender are literally asleep in the virtual world. Speaking of them, they wake up. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, Shabadoo uh, says that it's it's lonely and depressing with no entertainment, but this rigged bingo. And somebody yells in is like, prove it, loser. Uh-huh. It's, I love that line very much. Uh, so, yeah, they, uh, Bender and Leela wake up and Bender's like, ah, we're still here. And then he opens up his compartment, flips a switch to bring them back. And um, uh, yeah, they go back. Uh, Fry says, I, I don't think Graham Graham likes that place. And I know Shabba don't. Uh huh. Which is such a good line. Um, it's also at this point that I was like, I know the voice of the woman who mm-hmm. plays Velma, and so I looked her up. I uh, also it's did. Estelle Harris. She played George's mom in Seinfeld, yep. which is sort of her most notable role yes. that I think people of our generation will probably be aware of. It's very good. It's a very good casting it's choice. A, it's a good pull because I was sitting there. I'm like, man, it's I know, I know. It's just such a like. It's such an iconic voice. I mm-hmm. couldn't quite place it. And then the moment I looked it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's George's mom. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. 100%. It's it's a very good uh, casting choice, I think. It's just a little bit subtle, too, because I feel like George's mom was always yelling at him mm-hmm. pretty much nonstop. It and shows then, some like, range. And then you get her to play someone who's just real nice. Mm-hmm. Almost don't recognize her. Yeah, almost. You're, you're casting against type a little bit. Uh, so they a go, little bit. They go back to reality. Fry leans down to give them each a kiss on the cheek. And in doing so, 
he accidentally pulls out the plugs into their body and alarms start going off and the robot guards show up uh, shouting elder abuse elder abuse yep that seems like a normal response to what happened um either way uh the they're trying to escape but the uh the hover car won't start the batteries are dead and they're these giant double a batteries <laughs> yeah leela opens up the thing and it's giant double a batteries that say store brand on them mm-hmm. um even though they've got that copper top they, which, which implies a specific company that i won't mention because they're not paying us advertising revenue but you know what i mean when i say copper top mm-hmm and dm us and let me talk about your batteries on air jk rowling just let me know that actually store brand had the copper tops the whole time <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something different and i like that one better <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why she's retconning battery brands now but you know <laughs> she's she's tasted the font of power <laughs> and now everything is within her domain Leela pulls out the the store brand battery and tosses uh, Velma and Ned into the the battery compartment, mm-hmm. and and then it starts right. It up. works. It's sure enough. It it's just like just like power, the Matrix, just like the Matrix. Uh, and they have a little bit of an escape sequence, and then they uh, oh, and uh, this whole time too, as the guards are showing up, they're having this conversation. And Bender has picked Fry up by the ankles mm-hmm. and is just using him as a bat to hit all of the incoming guards. And yeah. no one's really calling attention to it. No one's really calling attention to it, but Fry is getting a little bit more dinged up every time he, he is used as a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. So they escape. Uh, I do want to point out in this in the discussion of callbacks, we get, do get another callback to oh, the yes. robot gate arm robot uh-huh. security um, that previously he had left his arm flat and it got blown off by the hover car flying by uh-huh. this time he he looks behind himself he, he raises it and then it gets blown off again and his head gets knocked off uh-huh by the hover because they just go right for the head and mm-hmm. then hit, yeah it's, it's a good callback it's a very good callback i enjoyed that very much so they go back to planet express and they're like hey professor guess who we got and they're like, did my my mummy come come from him, Hamaker Slogger? The professor sees his parents and he's like, leave me alone. I never want to see you again. And he shuffles out. Graham Graham and Shabadoo say that some things have happened in the past that have caused problems between them. But you know what? Let's not let those dark days ruin the day. Let's go live it up out in the world. And then we get a montage. I called it old people montage because it's it's. Graham Graham and Shabadoo mm-hmm. and Fry just going around doing fun things. They're they're taking a stroll down the street and they are uh, at in bumper cars at a, a, a carnival. Mm-hmm. They go to Fry's holophoner recital where he's playing a song that the hologram is just earlier that day <laughs> yeah, exactly. of them at the bumper cars. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, the professor is sort of tailing them and mm-hmm. looking really upset. My favorite shot in the sequence is when they're at bumper cars because it cuts over to a field and <laughs> the professor is in a bumper car watching them through binoculars. In, in the field. In the uh-huh. field. Like, not connected to the idiot. I just love that very much. So, back at Planet Express, after this montage, uh, they... Uh, 
Fry and uh, Ned and Velma come in, mm-hmm. and they're all eating ice cream and having a, a grand old time. And resolving to take a nap. And then the professor comes in in a very lengthy stealth sequence that just kept going. And, and it was... And you're watching this from behind Amy and Lilo, who's also watching the professor. Uh-huh. And it's very enjoyable. And it's got some of that cartoonish, like, do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Like, and... And at one point, the professor falls over, and it's very good. I love this sequence it, very it much. Was, it was so good. It's an A-plus sequence, not to get into grades too I much. I want to see it recut with Metal Gear Solid music in the background. Oh, yeah. And then, like, that wing sound, which uh, definitely used to be my text message. And now... <laughs> uh, my text message alert. And now, anytime... I'm watching like a video about Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. or whatever, and I hear that go off. I'm like, oh no, I got a text. <laughs> Despite the fact it has not been my text message alert for about three years at this point. You have trained yourself well. Uh, I mean, it it gets your attention. It's the whole point of the the sound. It sure does. Um, so uh, Leela and Amy are like, okay, we want to talk about this. Oh, oh no, you're in the bath. Yeah, they are just not here for it. They are here for it less than Billy Crystal was about my nudity in the movie City Slickers. It's true. (laughs) Speaking of callbacks, let's go. Uh, And so they're like, okay, like, and the the professor is like bawling. He's like, I just want my parents to love me, but I hate them. And Leela's like, okay, we can have this talk, but let's at least get an opaque bubble layer going. Mm-hmm. So she grabs some bubble bath, puts it in. It immediately poofs up to to an opaque bubble layer. Mm-hmm. And then the professor starts talking and immediately just stands up so you can still see everything. You get a good, good butt shot. Just right, they, they right are, in there. They are on the other side. Oh, yeah, they they're get, getting full frontal full frontal Hmm. but this is not the first time they've seen the professor naked he often gets naked he does i'm surprised that they are just in this moment they are just like nah just i i cannot see this they've had meetings with him in the bath before it's fine to see a naked old man it's not okay to see a sad naked old man there i think we've found that is the one difference in everything because you're right they have definitely been around him in the bath he has definitely just like taken his clothes off mm-hmm. in the mountainside sure he also um, he also uh became naked to get in the the hot uh oil or not the uh oh yeah the the the, the tar de-ageifying tar yeah. yeah yeah he's naked all the time yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> when he's new. sad sad naked is bad naked i like that and i think you should uh I think we should put it on a sticker. Um, sad naked is bad naked. Sad naked is bad naked. Put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone will totally understand what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. And also, when you, if you do the naked bike ride next year, you can, put it on your, <laughs> you can ride it on your back. There we go. That'll definitely... It'll catch on by next yeah. summer. It'll be fine. Yeah, it, it'll be the new sensation. And then Billy, then who, who will win that, Billy Crystal? Anyways, uh, uh, so the professor's really mad because they never played with him um, like like they're playing with Fry currently. Uh, they were always too tired um, and then tells the story um, a century and a half ago. Uh, yeah, we get like a whole flashback at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, the professor was an adolescent becoming interested in science. 
Uh, his parents were hedge fund managers who didn't appreciate that. So they're they're really exhausted when he shows off a rat-headed frog creature. So he was accepted into MIT at the age of 14, but his parents wouldn't let him go because they felt he just wasn't mature enough to go to college, which, of course, then he has a huge breakdown about it. An immediate huge breakdown. He's like, you're not mature enough. And just throws things and collapses crying on his bed. Um, so they, they moved him out of the city uh, onto a farm. Um, his perspective on it is that he didn't, they didn't want him to be so educated. Uh, I think at that point we come back from the monta- uh, from the flashback. Actually, we, we, he, he does say he hated that place, uh, even though his parents kept him there for years. He did run away, though, and vowed never to speak of them again. And we see him try to... Or is that the jetpack out is later? Right. The jetpack out is very good. I just uh-huh. want to jump to it. So... We come back from the flashback and Amy and Leela are like, you'll never get over this unless you go to your parents now and tell them honestly how you feel. And the professor is like, all right, I will do that. And he literally goes now. Mm-hmm. He walks just a in, towel on into the uh, uh, break area mm-hmm. and uh, his parents are sitting there on the couch with Bender and Fry. And he he comes out and he's just like. I hated you for years for all of this. And he throws the towel at them. And then he just storms out of the room and then runs down the street, totally naked. And he, and he's just, he's making it, he's screaming and he's like zigzagging back and forth across the street. And, uh, and cars are crashing. It's just mayhem because of this one naked old man. They go chasing after him. Um, or Fry goes chasing yeah. after him. Uh, Fry says he almost had him, but he, uh, be- some wind uh, hit the professor's skin flaps, causing him to parasail over the Queensboro Bridge. Why is he going to Queens? That's where the farm was. And so they go out to the farm. It is now dark, and they're on like little uh, hover scooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they find the professor at the farm. I mean, there's there's some. St- I don't remember what happened. They talk about some stuff. Yeah, uh, mostly uh, Bender gets uh, Shabadoo to speed up and then stop short and throw Fry off the scooter, was what I remembered. They go to the farm and they they hear uh, something, and it's the professor in one of the bedrooms. He is just sobbing in bed, Mm -hmm. and he is, (laughs) my favorite thing is he has a, a transformer blanket, which is just a diagram of a transformer, not the like robots that turn into animals but the like electrical oh nice like, transformer i didn't catch that yeah it that's is very good it is a very just like because no it's one of those things that nobody mentions it's just he's under this blanket yeah that has a a transformer diagram on it i was like that's, that's very clever it's very good uh he wants the truth about why they moved him 100 miles away from the nearest microscope they're like okay well i think it's t- finally time we had this talk because the thing is, you had an older brother. Um, Very much like him. He even kind of looked like you, which is a weird thing to say because I feel like a lot of times brothers kind of look like you. Yeah, sure. And uh, Shabadoo calls him a crazy ass nut job. But he was our crazy ass nut job. Uh, the brother would have terrors in his sleep and uh, Graham Graham and Shabadoo would stay next to him all night and read his favorite book, A Listing of Elements on the Periodic Table. And so one night he ran away 
Um, he, this is where he takes this out is the jetpack. It's so good. The jetpack. He rockets out of the window with this jetpack strapped to his back, crashes back through the wall, and then back into the farm. Mm-hmm. And they end up taking him to a mental institution, mm-hmm. um, which they they sort of play off like it's a. Uh, he got into an institution, yeah, a mental institution, uh, and his dad's even like got himself a full academic scholarship, which like cool. It's a bit of a stretch, it, old man. It's it, you, you know you know Shabadoo. I don't think you hit the mark on that one. A academic scholarship sounds like something else entirely. Hey Shabadoo, uh, maybe Shabadoot. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's why they kept the professor on the farm and helped him to get his degree in rodeo studies. Rodeo right, studies, Floyd, and the professor's like, "Who the hell is Floyd? I'm Hubert." I'm like, "Oh crap! You're the older one." <laughs> we thought you were still in the mental institution. I love that turn. It's very good. Uh huh. It's a it's a pretty good surprise. I think. Yeah. Uh, he says he got out within 25 years, which felt like a minute compared to grad school. Which I feel like we need to talk to the people that went to grad school to see how accurate that was i'm assuming pretty i've heard some stories yeah uh and bender's like hey so you know this may be kind of weird time but uh there's this one time a homeless rodeo clown named floyd came to the door and gosh bender why you always have to be the center of attention and then they go back to uh they're back on the planet express ship they are taking the professor's parents back to the near death Mm -hmm. star because Honestly, everything kind of hurts. Even his skin hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're sore, ache, and, you know, they do get fed through their spines, and the rent is reasonable. You know, uh, living in Portland, you know, that rent. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk near Death Star. I mean, mean, and you also get fed through your spine. I like food to go in the mouth, but if the rent's reasonable enough, we can talk. (laughs) There could be some negotiation. Then in the last little scene, as they're they're putting mm-hmm. uh, his parents back into this old person matrix. He says, now the one thing I did is I reprogrammed the simulation. And so he plugs that into the, the USB port mm-hmm. and then he puts himself in to the matrix with the, the, one of those helmets Bender had. And it is a simulation of the old farmhouse mm-hmm. and uh, it's looking as good as ever. And yeah, um, it's it's easy to make those uh, appearances. And speaking of appearances, uh, Graham Graham, Shabadoo, and and the professor are all their younger selves now, and mm-hmm. they can play yeah. Now. The professor pulls out like a button and changes them all into their their much younger selves, and then so they yeah they uh, they run around in the simulation, uh-huh. finally having that good playtime the professor always wanted. And it's at that point the credits start rolling, and that means that it is time for grades. <laughs> I thought this was a very good episode. Uh, I mean, it's it's goofy, it it, but it also has that heartfelt piece of, you know, understanding where your parents are coming from, and you know, you know, if I watch this as a fifteen year old, I might not get that as much as I do as a thirty one year old. But you know, like understanding, like the par- your parents make the choices that they can because they love you and they want you to succeed, and even though you might hold a grudge because. Oh, if I would have done this, I would have been amazing. But there was a reason they made the choice. You know, you weren't, you weren't ready yet. They didn't think. Blah blah blah. They're they're trying their best. 
And I think that's a really interesting point to make in an episode of Futurama, especially with uh, a very, very, very old man mm-hmm. um, as the kind of petulant teenager, if you will. Sure. Um, I th- I think it's a very funny episode. I, I I I kind of love everybody's you know kind of jokes and I I think there's there's stuff in the margins we didn't even talk about like you know the br- uh it, it c- visit in December because that's when the holidays get injected into our brains which uh-huh. I thought was funny. Um, I I I don't think I can find much wrong with it and including the just fantastic casting of Graham Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, I we talked about that. I really enjoyed that. I don't. I don't know if I can find anything too wrong with it. I mean, I don't think it's, you know, Devil's Hands, which I continue to use uh-huh. as my my top of the top. But I th- I think it's a pr- really good episode. Um, I think I'd give it an A minus. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. Um, I mean, there's really not much to dislike about this episode, which is weird uh to say about such a professor heavy episode. Mm-hmm. Generally, I find the ones about the like really heavy on the professor to just be really, you know, kind of like ageist. Like, sure. let's let's make fun of uh, his age for eighteen minutes of this twenty-two minute episode. To um, be fair, we did make fun of they did make fun of Graham Graham and Shabadoo's age a little bit with my skin hurts and everything aches. And I like mean, that. so if the professor is one hundred and sixty years old. They are, you know, much older. They're they're reaching two hundred. Like, yeah. man, I'm in my thirties, <laughs> and I wake up some days like, crap. Why am I so old? So I'm willing to give that one a pass. <laughs> fair, um, fair But yeah, I think that um, it was it was a strangely touching episode uh, that focused that much on the professor and. The jokes were great. I love that stupid little like matrix rant. And then <laughs> it turns out people really just make great batteries to the point where you can just shove them in this in this uh, vehicle and it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the jokes were great. The sentiment was was great. Um, the, you know, little bit of uh, nerd humor you got in there, like the transformer sure. blanket and stuff like I thought it was all really great. Uh, yeah, I'm 100 percent on the same page. A minus. All right. And we want to know what you think about this episode and Transformer Blankets and the podcast awards. Yeah, what categories would you like to see next month? What sort of cat would you have delivered to your door? That's a good question that I do want answers for. Um, Should, would you listen to a Billy Crystal podcast where he talks about Greg the Bunny? What has JK Rowling retconned now? Uh, well, she, I just, I just got, oh, word. No. uh, she retconned that Greg, the bunny went on for nine seasons. Well, that means Billy Crystal's got a lot of, He's material, got a lot to of material to do. Um, <laughs> if you're Billy Crystal and want, uh, uh, co-host for this Greg, the bunny podcast that I signed you up for, let me know. I will do that. I mean, I, I mean, I love the fact <laughs> you're putting yourself out there immediately. I mean, I could also, I'll audition, I guess. So uh, we want to hear all these things <laughs> and more. You can do that several ways. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So find us there, rev- rate us, review us, subscribe, and send to your friends. So, you know, when when we host the uh, the awards again in probably 26 more months, you, you'll be ready. 
yeah, be prepared for that. We're going to win all the awards and we're going to be strutting around like we own the place. Because we kind of do with these awards. We kind of do. That is until like... I start listening to Buffering the Vampire Slayer. I'm like, oh no, that's a better podcast. So then we lose. <laughs> to be fair, I'm I'm kind of half. I'm on I'm on I'm on uh, the fence between us and Buffering uh-huh. it because you know I probably. So, anyways, uh, I think that's going to do it mm-hmm. for us this week. Uh, so until next time, when we hopefully have yet another podcast award under our belt. I'm Ben, and I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.